Okay, so Wish and Wonder are tied for first, but now Magic is in second place? Yeah. Tell me why. Because they have chocolate donuts. <laughs> you mean the chocolate donut you had this morning at breakfast at Rapunzel's? Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel. And we are sitting poolside today on disembarkation day off the Disney Magic. Talk a little bit more about what we get up to in Miami at the end of the show. But I want to lead off on the show with another review. Sam, you excited? You know I am. This one comes from Emily Hope V, who writes the best DCL show. Sam and Brian are great hosts, and I appreciate all the work they put into this podcast to bring us such good information. They're honest, funny, and just plain nice to listen to. Well, thank you, Emily, for that review. We really, really appreciate it. The reviews keep us motivated. So if you're out there listening right now, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. If you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air up front of the show now because we want to thank everyone who's been leaving us reviews. Also want to thank a new Patreon this week. I'm going to read the Patreon list off in a future episode, but wanted to thank a new Patreon this week. Welcome back, Jeffrey Federson, as a Patreon at the Remy Dinner tier. We really, really appreciate your support of the show. So thank you so much. If you want to learn more about our Patreon, you can over to patreon.com slash DCL duo. But with that, we got to talk all about the Disney magic today. We were on board the magic for a Labor Day weekend cruise and couldn't have been more excited to get back on board the Magic to see all of the fun new upgrades that were on there. And we'll talk about those throughout the show. But what to start with, we flew from Seattle into Miami Airport. It was a smooth flight, smooth off the uh, off the airline. We got in around 4.30 in the afternoon and headed straight to our hotel. Uh, some folks have asked where to stay in Miami downtown. We've heard good things about the Intercontinental. We chose to stay at the Hilton Miami downtown. I thought it was you know a nice hotel. We got a little surprise room upgrade for our one night stay into something that approached a gigantic boardroom. You may have seen some pictures online of us uh, having a little fun at the boardroom table there. Uh, But I thought it was a decent hotel. It was maybe 10 minutes to the port in the morning, max 15 minutes. Uh, We did Uber over to a shopping area and had dinner at a place called The Knife, which was an Argentinian steakhouse buffet. Sam, what did you think of The Knife? It was okay. I would say that the steak and the ribs were quite good, but I thought the rest of the buffet was kind of meh. Yeah, it was a tourist area. They had a Hard Rock Cafe in there. I'm sure there was probably a Bubba Gump Shrimp somewhere in that vicinity, but Margaritaville for sure. I think we saw that one. So uh, RIP Jimmy Buffett there, speaking of Margaritaville. Uh, but yeah, so you know, had dinner that evening, headed back to the hotel, got up the next morning, got some breakfast from the Starbucks nearby got packed up to uh, get on board the Disney Magic, took an Uber from the hotel over to the port. Again, it was about 10 minutes, arrived at Terminal C of the Miami port uh, terminals there. Beautiful Magic already waiting for us. Um, I'll say that embarkation was one of the smoothest I've experienced, even though Disney didn't own the port. When we showed up, there was uh, a crowd of people still getting off the ship and a crowd of people waiting to get on the ship. Uh, We were sailing concierge, so it was nice because they had concierge folks waiting inside to be the first to go through security, something I've not... I've never seen that before. We've you know always been an 11 a.m. boarding time or boarding group, uh, but I've never seen them have concierge go separately through security first. So that was a nice perk. Otherwise, they had lines up outside, much like they do in San Diego with boarding times and folks were lining up in basically queues by boarding time waiting to come in. Uh, we got into the terminal, got checked in. It was a nice experience, a smooth experience. Got So got all checked in, went into a waiting area and uh, had some pictures taken. And I'd say all told, we got 
to the port around 1030. I think we got on the boat closer to noon. And uh, so about an hour and a half wait from when we got to the port to when we got on the ship. Boarded into the atrium, uh, had our family name announced. Josh, I still love it. It's still a fun thing to do. Had our family name announced into the atrium. They did have some construction walls up at the front of Lumiere's because apparently they were replacing a piece of broken glass uh, on one of the uh, side panels of glass near the door. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer. The atrium was a bit obscured by the uh, the construction wall, but still fun to get back on the magic. We headed over to the concierge lunch in Lumiere's. It's a standard sit-down lunch that they have uh, for all guests. We were just in the concierge version. Uh, had a few things that we needed to take care of with the concierge hosts on board, but had the standard lunch. I tried the chicken Caesar salad for the first time. I just wasn't feeling the muffalata on embarkation day. Uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed that the chicken was actually grilled, uh, so that was pretty good. Sam, what did you think of embarkation day lunch? I really like the embarkation day lunch. I always get that beef empanada, which actually both of us got this time. And I usually do get that Caesar salad with grilled chicken. And I find it's a good way to start the cruise. But of course, the most important part of embarkation day lunch for me is the Oreo cheesecake. It is my favorite dessert on board pretty much any Disney ship. And um, yeah, so I had that and it was delicious. Yeah. You know, before Embarkation Day lunch, I did head down to Soul Cat Lounge just to get some video of the lounge while it was still very, very empty. In fact, it was completely empty. Uh, watch out over on our YouTube channel. We're going to have some video up of the Soul Cat Lounge uh, and some commentary on that. Uh, some video up of the Concierge Lounge and our thoughts on that. And some video up about the one bedroom stateroom that we sailed in on this three night cruise uh, because it had been completely refurbished since the last time we were on the Magic. And so wanted to throw some video up of that and share some commentary. I also did a full 360 room tour that we'll, we'll be putting out so you can check it out that way. But after lunch, we uh, headed to our stateroom, got our key cards, uh, toured through the room, which was gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Can't say that enough. We walked around the ship a little just to check out some of the new spaces. I think we grabbed a drink in the concierge lounge to uh, get ready for embarkation. But we had our mustard drill at four o'clock, luggage arrived too while we were waiting. And so I think we got quickly unpacked. We are people who like to unpack in the stateroom, even on a three-night cruise. So got quickly unpacked and headed to our mustard drill at 4 p.m. Out on the deck, in the sun, mustard station I. Sam, what'd you think? Boo. I hate mustering. I hate that they don't have the virtual musters anymore. And I even more hate it when we have an outside muster station like we did on this trip and actually we did on the wish the last time because we're on deck four and you're always for some reason we always end up on the sunny side of the ship and so you're standing out in the sun for you know 15 20 minutes until everybody shows up and then they give you the spiel about how to put in your life preserver and what's the how the sound of the alarm and all that kind of stuff so i don't like that part but after the muster, I headed to the sail wave party, not sail away. It is a sail away party, but sail a wave, meaning W-A-V-E party on the pool deck. I watched from deck 10. It was very, very crowded and it was very, very hot. I did get some video that I've put up on our Instagram uh, and on TikTok, I believe, to show what the sail away of party is all about. But it is it was very hot in the city of Miami that day. Uh, Nathan did not stay with me on, on the on the pool deck for the sail away party. He was in the room because that smart kid likes his air conditioning. 
And Brian, you were out on the front of the ship, also on, on deck 10, uh, getting some video of our departure from the city of Miami. What was that like? Yeah, I just want to quickly say, you will not hear me complain about the weather on this cruise because the night we got into Miami, it thunderstormed very, very heavily. And so it was a nice departure out of Miami. I did not mind it being a little warm. And in fact, got a nice breeze off the front of the boat as we were waiting to embark. Uh, it was really interesting, though, while we were waiting to embark, they called a single passenger's name about five or six times over the speaker in multiple languages to try to get them to show up and uh, uh, to guest services. So not sure what was going on there, but it was it was interesting. We did embark on time as planned. The sail away out of Miami was a lot of fun. I think it's the only one we'll get to experience on Disney. Uh, and so it was, it was a lot of fun to sail up the channel and watch all the other ships sailing out of port here in Miami. Got some great views of the coastline. I did take a 360 video of the sail away that I'll be uh, editing and putting together and pushing out in some fashion. So watch out for that if you want to virtually relive a sail away out of Miami. We've got you covered. But enjoyed the sail away up front. It was it was a nice way to start the cruise. I always love watching sailaways from the front of the boat. So uh, usually with a drink in hand, if I can have it. This time I did not because I was holding on for dear life to my 360 camera because I've dropped more than one of those overboard on a cruise. So um, anyway, uh, had a fun sail away. And then after sail away, it was uh, time to get ready for some Palo dinner. So we we got cleaned up and ready. We had first night Palo dinner, which is always a fun way to kick off a cruise. We structured our rotational dining so that we would miss Lumiere's on the first night. Not because we don't love Lumiere's. We do. We just thought it would be nice to have dinner together in, in Palo. Uh, so got ready to go to dinner at Palo. Sam caught Tangled that evening. So the first night show was Tangled. Uh, they did a movie night on Pirate Night slash Castaway Key Day. So our first stop was in Castaway Key. They did a a movie that night. It was uh, Elemental in the Walt Disney Theater, which I know Sam was a little potentially disappointed by, uh, but understood why they might have to do it that way. And then they did Disney Dreams on the last night of the cruise. So Sam, I know you saw Tangled. You didn't see the others. So what did you think? Yeah. So let me first say the reason I chose to see Tangled and not Dreams is because I have only seen Tangled one time before on The Magic in Norway. And I have seen Disney Dreams on, I can't remember which of the other ships, but on one of the other ships multiple times. So I didn't feel like if I you know, missed Dreams, it was a big deal. I was really disappointed that Twice Charmed, which is a twist on the Cinderella story that we did get to see on The Magic last September, uh, was not playing on our cruise, as Brian mentioned, because we had a movie night on Pirate Night. I understand it's just really difficult for the, you know, main stage cast members, I think, to be able to do the shows and the pirate night uh, deck party and all of that on the same night. But anyway, Tangled was fantastic. Very well done. Great production. I would say Flynn Rider was excellent. Rapunzel was excellent. And of course, Mother Gothel was the star. Although I have to say the person who maybe outshined everyone else on that stage was playing Maximus, the horse. So Maximus is done as like a full body person puppet. And it is totally incredible. If anyone who's seen Frozen on stage, um, it's the same kind of way that they do Sven. But it was just fantastic. The, that actor was amazing. If you are if you are friends with Maximus on a Disney stage show in on the Disney Magic, kudos to you. You are amazing. I loved it. I had a great time at Tangled. And then I had to rush from the show over to meet Brian for dinner at Palo, as he mentioned. We had a lovely dinner. Nathan spent quite a bit of time in the kids club and hanging out in the room and getting himself pizza on the pool deck. 
because we had kind of an, a, you know, an adult night between, um, well, my time at the show and then our time at dinner. Um, the following dinner, we did uh, meet back up with him, grab a cookie at the concierge lounge and head back to the room. But the dinner, I have to say, was really fantastic. We had a wonderful waiter, Gennaro from Italy. We have never in all of our years dining at Paolo, we have actually never had an Italian server. We have had Italian Paolo managers, but not Italian servers. He was wonderful. We had I had the pr- price fix meal as I usually do. Brian ordered a la carte. We had the fried calamari, uh, the arugula salad. We ordered the gnocchi as a pasta course to share. So we shared those things. And then I had the beef tenderloin um, course, whereas Brian had the osobuco. And then we shared the souffle. Now, I will say normally the chocolate souffle is the one that's included, but they did actually let me substitute for the amaretto souffle. Kind of depends on who your wait staff is and who's managing whether or not they let you have that substitution. But I, I thought dinner was fantastic. What did you think, Brian? I thought the Osobuka was okay this time. If I'm if I'm honest, the service was great in Palo this time around. The appetizers were of the quality that I normally sort of expect. Uh, but the Osobuka was just okay. It was not my favorite Osobuka. Um, I think next time I'm at Palo, I'm definitely going to have to try the uh, Dover Sole one more time. I think maybe I'm just Osobuka'd out at this point on the cruise line. But uh, not my not my favorite entree uh, at Palo since we've been there. Uh, I also just have to give a big shout out to the pizza bread uh, that they bring you at your table. It's delicious and amazing. Uh, I love that stuff. So it was delicious. And pro tip, if you use some of the marinara sauce that comes with the calamari, you can just spread that right on that pizza bread that's coming out of the oven and it is delicious. So after Palo, we called it a night because the next morning, well, one, we were jet lagged, but two, the next morning was Castaway Key Day. And so we got up for Castaway Key. We ordered breakfast into our room, which we enjoy doing, although I didn't get to enjoy mine because the earliest they can put breakfast into one of the concierge rooms is 8.30 to 8.45, and ours came right about 8.45, and I had parasailing, which I was sure, looking at the weather app, was going to be canceled because the weather forecast was windy, uh, but apparently the wind is less important than the sea conditions, and I guess the sea conditions were okay for parasailing. I will say it was one of the windiest parasailings I've done. Uh, it was still fun. I did get the 360 camera up in the air. I did get it working this time. I did get full 360 video. I will be sharing that. But the ship was really far away from us. So no wonderful photos or, or video this time around of the Disney Magic sitting at Castaway Key. But hopefully next time I'm going to keep signing up until I get the get the photo I want. But we did. Uh, I did some parasailing in the morning. Sam and Nathan took pictures on the island and made their way over to our cabana. Uh, we decided to share the cabana with the McHenry family. Shout out to the McHenry family out there who are on the cruise with us and listeners to the show. Uh, we actually dined with them and shared the cabana with them for the day. Uh, the water temperature this time around was perfect for us. A nice 86 degrees as opposed to the 98 degrees from last time around. Uh, the tide was high in the morning, which was very nice because we got some swimming in in the morning. Uh, but by afternoon, it was basically a sandbar with like an inch and a half of water. So uh, definitely was not the right time to be out in the water in the afternoon. But we still had a great day. Castaway Key. Of course, we ate at Cookies 2. Uh, where the food is so much better than Cookies 1. No, that's the same menu. I would love to make that joke every time. But we were at Cookies 2, had a great uh, lunch for the afternoon, spent some time in the cabana, spent some time in the water. And then I think we had to back to the ship around 3.30-ish uh, because 
it was going to be time to sail away very, very soon. Uh, Sam, what did we get up to in the afternoon when we got back to the ship? Well, after getting showered and changed, we headed to take some pictures with Pirate Mickey because it was pirate night. We also hit up the shops. There were a couple of things you wanted to check for, and we wanted to look for the 25th anniversary pin that we had not gotten on previous sailings. Um, But then we headed to the Soul Cat Lounge because we needed to spend some time there and have some drinks and just enjoy that space. I had the Jubilee by the Sea, which is the 25th anniversary cocktail that came with the 25th anniversary coaster. And I believe you had a smoked old fashioned. We also ordered the Zeppeli, um, which I have to say, compared to the beignet, not as good. They call it a giant Zeppeli, which technically Zeppelis are smaller than beignets. But when you call something giant and then it's the size of a beignet, it doesn't really um, it seems to not hit the mark. I don't know. What would you say about the, the Zeppeli? And then why don't you talk about your old fashioned as well? So the old smoked old fashioned is the same presentation that they have in the Bayou on the Wish. It's in a box and they bring it out and open it up. And I think it's functionally the same drink in most of the bars that aren't Hooks Barbary. Um, some of the bars have specialty old fashions, but this one on the Magic felt like the same version of one I've had on the Wish at different bars. So it was good. I love that they've put the smoked old fashioned on the Magic and the, it seems like the other ships in the fleet. Spoiler alert, I had a second old fashioned in Keys the following night, which was done under glass like they do in Hooks Barbary. Did not think that that one was as good as the one that they have in Hooks. I'd say all the old fashions on the Magic, the bartenders were making them really liquor heavy. And so I I didn't get a lot of the uh, sweetness I'd normally expect out of an old fashioned. It was just a lot more just hard bourbon forward. Uh, So still good, just not my favorite old fashioned. Zeppeli was a non-event. Like it looked like a beignet that had been flattened and then covered in cinnamon. Like I was super disappointed with what they were serving as this quote-unquote giant Zeppeli. I've seen photos and videos of what they were originally serving on board, and I really kind of hope that maybe they revert back at some point. But um, I, yeah, I was I just did not think the Zeppeli was that great. I did want to say I love the theming of Soul Cat Lounge. So I, I know some people are disappointed that it wasn't heavily themed. I think it's actually perfect. It feels like a jazz club. The music was fantastic. They had a guitar player the night we were there. It just it felt like a jazz club inside. The booths were comfortable. The seating was comfortable. Uh, the bar looked nice. The little Disney touches to reference back to Soul were fantastic. So I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a great addition on the Magic. Do I think it's as good as the French Quarter Lounge on the Wonder? No, not quite as good. But you know, I give it an eight out of ten. I'm not. I, I don't think it's a terrible addition to the Magic. I think it's a really great addition to the Magic and a fabulous upgrade. Uh, really enjoyed Soul Cat Lounge. After Soul Cat Lounge, we did head over to O'Gills with the McHenrys to do some '80s music trivia. Spoiler alert: We did not win. We were far from winning, but we had a great time in O'Gills. That's a great spot to do trivia on the Magic and the Wonder. And we got there during happy hours, so they had some great adult snacks out, some chicken wings, uh, build your own nachos, hot dogs, that kind of stuff. So had a little pre-dinner appetizer. And uh, after trivia, we were off to dinner at Animator's Palette. Sam, what did you think of Animator's Palette? You forgot that we stopped to do some pirate pictures at the pirate backdrop. So I made Brian take some pictures with me before we headed into dinner at Animator's. Dinner at Animator's was was quite good. We had maybe what I would call the worst table we've ever had. We were kind of in a corner. And so we couldn't really see when Mickey was going around the dining room in his sorcerer Mickey outfit towards the end of the dinner, which is basically the show in Animator's Palette. 
They didn't they don't do animation magic on these shorter cruises. Um, but Mickey comes out and does this fantastic, you know, dance and whatnot. And um, we could hardly see him. But interestingly enough, we did get him coming into the dining room from this sort of back door area because of where we were in the corner of the dining room. So, yeah, not the best table um, and not the best dining team, to be perfectly honest. We had maybe one of our worst. um, I won't mention their names, but maybe one of the worst dining teams we've had just kind of slow service. They weren't they were very friendly. Um, they didn't get things wrong. We were missing a couple of things and they and they started to set plates in front of the wrong people. I mean, it was the right table, but they just kept like mixing up who had ordered what, um, which is something that's easily fixed. At least they had brought things. But it was just, um, yeah, I would say slower service. We did have um, we did enjoy the meal and we did enjoy our dessert there. Um, I will say one of the nice things about our server was she did try and steer us towards the dishes that she thought were good and away from dishes that she thought were not good and too dry. In particular, she basically told us that one of the dishes was terrible. And then the same for the next night, she told us one of the dishes was terrible, which did actually sway us from ordering dishes that we probably would not have enjoyed, I would guess. But um, yeah, overall dinner in animators was um, was nice. It was just like I said, the probably just a, a bad table and not the best serving team. Okay, so then we headed up to the pool deck because it was pirate night, which means the pirate deck party and the pirate fireworks. I would say uh, this pirate deck party was, you know, it is the older pirate deck party that is on the first four ships. It's a good deck show. Mickey, of course, spoiler alert, Mickey comes across a, uh, a zip line across from one funnel to the other. There are pirates that show up. There is Captain Hook and Smee that show up. Um, it was an excellent party. And then it ends with fireworks at sea, which you really I don't know, you can't really beat fireworks at sea. And then we headed to bed because the next day was Nassau Day, where Brian and I each had early morning spa treatments. We had 8 a.m. massage for me, a hot stone massage. And Brian had an 8 a.m. Uh, shave slash men's facial. I had a fantastic massage, had a lovely Jamaican masseuse named Tracy, who had a really nice conversation with and getting to know her and finding out about, uh, you know, where she's from and and what she's doing when she's at sea. She only had eight days left on the ship, so she was happy to be heading home for vacation. But I just had a nice chat with her and enjoyed my massage. Quite relaxing. Would you like a chance to sail with the DCL Duo? Well, we have an opportunity for you. That's right. Next June is going to be our first ever inaugural DCL Duo podcast cruise. And we have a fun lineup of stuff on its way for that sailing. We're going to be on the magic for a three-night Bahamian sailing out of Fort Lauderdale on June 19th next year, 2024, with a stop at Lighthouse Point, one of the first sailings to go to Lighthouse Point. We are so excited to welcome all of you you, our listeners and fans out there to join us on this sailing. We've got some special things we want to do, including essentially an onboard recording of the podcast, which will just be so much fun. If you are interested in sailing with us, we would love to meet you. We always love to meet and interact with our listeners. So if you're interested, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. That's mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. Let them know you're interested in this sailing. We have a room block reserved, which means you've got opening day pricing locked in for some of our remaining rooms. So head over there, check it out. We'd love to see you on board with that. Thanks to My Path Unwinding Travel for sponsoring the show. And now back to the episode. Brian, did you enjoy your shave and men's facial? 
Well, as many of you know, the Men's Pro Collagen Shave is one of my favorite treatments on board. So was excited to get it again this time, but wasn't as impressed with it as I was on The Wish. So it felt like a lot of the standard services that they would have offered with the Pro Collagen Shave were now add-ons. And so did not get the like arm massage that both Willie and I got on The Wish, did not get like the huge scalp massage that both Willie and I got on The Wish. Uh, and so I noticed that those were upcharges. And instead of the treatment lasting about, you know, 45 minutes, it was only about a half hour. So I had asked on the first day if they could move me to an 8 a.m. treatment. And so I was kind of wondering if they were trying to squeeze me in a little bit and so gave me a shorter treatment, but was not the pro collagen shave that I am used to on the Wish for sure. That one still has the best one in the fleet, in my opinion. Uh, overall, still great, but not not my favorite. I will say that uh, one pro tip for folks, uh, so they will shave you with a kind of a three-bladed Gillette razor if you want. But if you're like me, sometimes they get a little too close and leave me with a little bit of razor burn. And so I have taken to asking them to use the electric trimmer on my beard as opposed to doing the uh, doing the razor and that is, I think, a lot better for me. So uh, just know that you can ask them for kind of a standard shave or an electric shave, and they'll do either. Nothing changes about the facial. So after my shave, I went up to the lounge to take care of some tip adjustments so that we could uh, get our tips straightened out. And because uh, it was already day three of the cruise, and so time to get off the ship. This was a quick, quick sailing. Sam might offer an opinion on three-night sailings here in a minute. Grabbed some coffee, took care of our tips, and then we got ready to go to Palo Brunch. Invited the McHenry's to join us at Palo Brunch and they did and we had a lovely, lovely brunch that we've come uh, to expect from Palo. Of course, many chicken parmesans were ordered and one lasagna for years truly. Uh, But all the food was fantastic. Uh, Left stuffed as typical for Palo Brunch. And then Sam and I decided to take care of getting some some video and doing a few things for the podcast. And then we were off to the pool, changed and off to the pool. So I spent my afternoon lazing by the adult pool for a few hours. Uh, Sam, you hit up the Encanto Pictures experience on board. You want to talk a little bit about what you got to do and what you have had to save for November? One thing we didn't mention, though, is we all all three of us did the Aquadunk. So we'll get Nathan's review of the Aquadunk here a little bit later on the show. But the Encanto celebration happened only twice on this sailing. Once during Castaway Day, I believe at like three o'clock in the or no, sorry, I think two thirty in the afternoon, and then it happened again on Nassau Day, but at 11 a.m., which was right when we were starting brunch. So unfortunately, I did not get to go to the Encanto celebration. However, at 3.45 p.m. on Nassau Day, they did have a Mirabelle and Bruno uh, picture opportunity in D-Lounge. So I did get to go to that. Now, it's scheduled for 3.45, and it says it's 15 minutes. I got there about 3.35, and there was already like a half hour long line. So I got in line immediately. I got my pictures with them, but I didn't get to actually meet them and take pictures with them until I would say about 420, 425. So it was a quite a bit of a wait. So my advice, if you want to meet Mirabelle and Bruno for that picture opportunity, get there early. Um, and I was, as I mentioned, just a little disappointed to not get to do the Encanto celebration, which is another opportunity that you have in D-Lounge. But I will make sure to do that on our November sailing. Just with not having any real sea days on this cruise, we just have limited opportunity to get everything done. But following that, uh, we did head or Nathan and I headed to the concierge lounge because as we mentioned on our wish sailing episode, they have brought back the character meet and greet in the lounge, meaning sometime during your cruise, if you're staying in concierge, one of the Fab Five characters will come to the lounge. Or it could be Daisy. So Fab Six, I'll say. 
characters can come to the lounge for a essentially a meet and greet picture opportunity. You have to bring your own phone or or uh, camera. They do not have a photo pass photographer. But this time, Donald Duck came to the lounge. So Nathan and I got a quick picture. Then we headed back to the room because Brian and I needed to get our training run in. We are training for the Disneyland half marathon. And I had woken up uh, early on, on the embarkation day to get our, our run in. But we had not yet done our run on board. And so we ran on the promenade deck during essentially sail away. It was a little weird because, of course, at the I believe it was the front of the ship or the aft of the ship. The front of the ship was essentially closed. So we had to do instead of a full loop, we had to kind of keep doing a U-shaped run, um, which is a little annoying with intervals. But we kind of have come to expect that. Um, One thing we did get to see uh, was one person coming back to the ship very late, probably 15 minutes late for our all aboard time. But the ship did apparently wait for him. We did hear them announce this passenger's name multiple times thinking, oh, no, this person's probably not on board. And then as we were running on uh, the side where the uh, gangway was, there was one gangway still out. We saw a golf cart coming with what looked to be a late passenger. Anyway, after that, we had to clean up once again, since we had had to, you know, clean up from the pool deck earlier. And Brian had some drinks and keys while Nathan was at the kids club. And I went to the Shimmering Seas Soiree, which is the 25th anniversary celebration that they do in the atrium. Uh, What it was was essentially a, a a speech from the captain. The cruise director was there as well and did a very short, you know, speech and toast. And they passed around free drinks, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks. And then Mickey and Minnie came out. They danced a little bit to that song, the Sail the Shimmering Seas song, and then Confetti Blue. Um, And then Mickey and Minnie went to uh, different spots. Mickey stayed on the essentially the stage right in front of Lumiere's in the atrium. Minnie went upstairs one level and people lined up for pictures. Now, there was no photo pass photographer, so you had to use your own phone. um, But the cast members would take your photo with your phone. I was able to get a picture with Mickey and then I ran upstairs to get a picture with Minnie and right before they closed the line, they let me in. So I was able to get my picture with both Mickey and Minnie. And then I stuck around the atrium to get a few more photographs at, you know, there was a magic shot and there were um, there was a ship backdrop that I wanted to get for the 25th anniversary. Then we headed to Rapunzel's for dinner. It was Rapunzel's birthday party at Rapunzel's Royal Table. We had a nice dinner there. But before we talk about dinner and the pacing, which is, I think, important to mention, uh, I think Brian should let you all know about his experience at Keys because I think he listened to a piano player there. Yes. Big shout out to Josh on the piano in Keys. As I walked into Keys, I was the only person there. And then some other folks started filtering in or trickling in. And someone mentioned to me, are you here to see Josh play? And I sort of... I didn't know who Josh was. And he said, Josh is just amazing on the piano. So he truly, truly was. Played some great Disney songs, some Star Wars songs, played Shimmering Seas on the piano. It was really just a fun atmosphere. I really think Keys is kind of an underrated bar um, as is Cadillac Lounge for that piano kind of atmosphere. It did just reinforce for me, though, that I think they could have easily rethemed Keys into Soul Cat Lounge because now it feels like they've kind of got two semi-jazz club piano bars going on on the ship, which is fine. I'm all for live music, but I think it would have been nice to have something a little different going on in one of the lounges. Still, Keys, fantastic. Had a great drink. And then uh, we were off to dinner. Um, As Sam mentioned, so dinner was... the, The show was fine. The food was, you know, as expected. I think the two drawbacks for us, one is, again, Disney is amping up the volume. And so the show was loud. And then 
they did all of the birthday celebrations for anyone in that dining room all at once in the span of five minutes. And the servers were like scream singing happy birthday at each table. And we must have a dozen of those while there was a stage performer on trying to play music. And so you couldn't hear the music over all the happy birthday songs that were going on. I don't begrudge anyone their birthday. I just wish they would have spread those out or at least not done them while they were doing entertainment on the stage because I couldn't hear the musician on the stage was actually enjoying the music. The other thing was the pacing of our dinner that evening was just awful. Um, It took forever to get our order in. It took forever for food to start coming. We were missing silverware. Uh, You know, condiments weren't getting brought to the table. Drinks were being missed. It ended up being that we skipped dessert because we had the 25th anniversary fireworks and deck party that evening. And we didn't want to miss those. So it was like 10 o'clock when it came around to dessert time. And we were like, well, I guess we're just going to have to skip dessert, which is kind of a bummer because I like some of the desserts in Rapunzel's. But specifically the fry pan bread. Um, But we just skipped it and headed upstairs to stake out a spot for fireworks. We should mention that our sailing was the last 25th anniversary sailing of the fleet, the last 25th anniversary fireworks, last shimmering seas deck party, all of that stuff. 25th anniversary is over. And we were so excited to be on it on the Disney Magic, the original ship. Uh, We're actually really excited to be on her in November when what should be our 25th cruise. We'll be celebrating 25 cruises on the original ship in her 25th year. So really, really fantastic. But Fireworks were good. We enjoyed them. Um, I didn't think that they were like super, super special. There was not much of a deck party. Basically, some music played, the characters came out, and then they went straight over to fireworks. So I did feel bad for folks who had like staked out these spots overlooking the stage and right down at the bottom of the stage, expecting, I think, much more of a show when really it was all about the fireworks. So we were up on deck 10 on the starboard side so we could get a good view of the fireworks, and we did. It's always fun to see fireworks at sea. I don't, I don't know that it was any more special than Pirate Night Fireworks, but still a fun show. Uh, enjoyed that show. And then afterwards, we called it a night because we were going to be getting up early the next day. We decided to do walk off with our luggage. Uh, we did not pack the night before and set our luggage out because we only had carry-on. So woke up this morning about 7, packed up all of our stuff, got out of the stateroom, went to disembarkation breakfast, which was also its special own special form of disaster because we both ordered the eggs eggs for the road meal, which is supposed to be eggs you know, any way you want with hash browns, sausage or bacon. And usually they offer you toast. Uh, ours came with just eggs and one l- sad link of sausage. And then we had to ask for the hash browns separately. So again, the serving team was just, I don't know, we're not firing all cylinders for us this time around, which was disappointing. I think they r- really get hampered on these three night cruises and four night cruises. They're just not a ton of incentive to really dig in with the guests. But regardless, um, had our breakfast and then we disembarked off in Miami. I think the only... Difficulty disembarking was just a, it was a much longer walk than what we're used to in Port Canaveral. I mean, it wasn't like we were tired out or anything, but it felt like we got off the gangway and had to walk across the entire terminal and then walk all the way back across the entire terminal. Uh, so just a little bit of a walk there. Uh, the outside port area or waiting area for ground transportation was hectic and also had terrible reception for cell phones. So we were trying to get an Uber and we couldn't get the app to work because we didn't have enough service. Uh, Sam finally got a Lyft ordered and we came over today to the JW Marriott Turnberry. Uh, They have a water park here called Tidal Cove. Uh, This was a recommendation from our fabulous show sponsor, uh, Karen Shelton at My Path Unwinding Travel. Uh, We used a service called Resort Day Pass. So the day before we used the service to book a day bed here at the JW Marriott And so we're sitting in our daybed poolside. They've got a nice lazy river here, a big main pool, 
and a water park area that has, I don't know, probably half of a dozen water slides uh, that you can go down. And so we've, we did a drop slide. We did a, a slide as a family called the Boomerang, which you may know as a slingshot water slide. Sam and Nathan did a, a double raft water slide and had a great time. So just enjoying ourselves poolside. We'll get showered and head straight to the airport from here. But I think it's a great way for us to spend our day in Miami before we head uh, home this evening to Seattle. Sam, what do you think of the Marriott? And uh, I think we should also make sure to get Nathan's thoughts on some of the stuff on board the Magic. Yeah, I would say I like the JW Marriott. I think this uh, water park is nice. We haven't been inside the hotel, to be fair. It's a beautiful resort, though, clearly, and a beautiful water park. It's very clean. Um, We have this nice area that has a day bed and actually four lounge chairs as well as a table for four. So it's quite nice here. The only negative is it's a little bit crowded today because it is a holiday. It's Labor Day today. So my guess is if we had an embarkation day that was a Monday that was not a holiday, this would be pretty empty and it would be even more lovely than it is. So yeah, no complaints. It's just, you know, the water slides have some lines and whatnot. So it's not, um, you know, it's not like you uh, can go water slide after water slide after water slide. You do have to wait in line a bit. Although the Lazy River is an easy one, you can get a a, um, a tube for the water for the Lazy River pretty quickly. But yeah, let's hear from Nathan about his thoughts about his first time on the Disney Magic. Okay, Nathan, this was your first time on the Disney Magic. What did you think of this ship overall? It's my new second favorite. What's your first favorite? Wish and Wonder. Okay, so Wish and Wonder are tied for first, but now Magic is in second place? Yeah. Tell me why. Because they have chocolate donuts. (laughs) You mean the chocolate donut you had this morning at breakfast at Rapunzel's? Yeah. Anything else? No. Okay, well, I want to talk to you about water slides specifically, because the Disney Magic has two water slides. One is the Aqua Dunk, and one is the Twist and Spout. I would say the Aqua Dunk is the most intense of Disney Cruise Line's water slides. It is a drop water slide where you go just with your body. You're not sitting on a tube, but you your body goes through a water slide tube. And then the Twist and Spout is one of the yellow slides that is, I would say, kind of tamer. It's a little bit more intense than, let's say, the Mickey slide on the Dream and the Fantasy. So tell me, what did you think of these two water slides? I know you had done the Twist and Spout on the one did it feel the same as the one on the magic yeah okay now tell me what did you think of the aqua dunk and how does it compare to the aqua mouse or the aqua duck i liked it and i didn't like it i feel like aqua duck is in third place aqua mouse is in first place and aqua dunk is in second oh okay why would you give it second place because it's I, I feel like a good water slide. I just don't like the part where it drops you. Okay. Is the actual slide scary or just the anticipation before it drops you scarier? Anticipation. Okay. Now tell us, I know that you, we talked to you recently about, of course, the Wish Kids Club, but even more, even before that, we talked about the Royal Caribbean Kids Club. And now you've been back on a Disney classic ship, the Magic, in their Kids Club. What would you say about the Magic's Kids Club? Same as Wonder. Okay. It's exactly the same as the Wonder. Is it as good as the Wish Kids Club? No. Okay. Is it as good as Royal Caribbean's Kids Club? Better. Okay, tell me why is it better than Royal Caribbean's Kids Club? More space and they have better video games. Ah, you like the video games. What was your favorite video game that you played in the Kids Club on the Disney Magic this trip? 
It's a game that I've never actually played before. I got introduced to playing it. It's called uh, Super Mario Olympics. Nice. Was it fun? Yeah. Did you have an overall good cruise experience on the Disney Magic? Yeah. What was your favorite of the dining rooms? You ate at Animator's Palette and you ate at Rapunzel's Royal Table. We skipped Lumiere's because it's the same pretty much as Triton's and as Royal Court or Royal Palace as you've been on in other on other ships. Which would what would you say was your favorite between Animator's Palette and uh, Rapunzel's Royal Table? Animator's Palette. Tell me why. I don't know. Do you like the animation on the screens that's happening or that Mickey comes in? Or do you just not like Rapunzel's because it's loud? I just don't like Rapunzel's. Not because it's loud, but just I don't like it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But overall, we had a good experience on the Disney Magic. Is that right? Yeah. Are you looking forward to sailing on the Disney Magic with the Moral family over Thanksgiving this year? Yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nathan, for talking to me about the Disney Magic. I'm glad you had a great first cruise. You are now a member of the Grand Slam family. You have hit all five of Disney Cruise Line ships. Congratulations. What are you doing next? Going home, but also pretty soon there's going to be a ship that none of us have gone on. That's right. Are you excited for the Disney treasure? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll hear more about that soon. All right, that is going to do it for our coverage of our fabulous Labor Day sailing on the Disney Magic. We absolutely love the new Soul Cat Lounge. We thought that was a lot of fun, except for the Zeppelis. Uh, we'll have some video up of our review of the Soul Cat Lounge, the new Concierge Lounge, and our fabulous one-bedroom stateroom on board the Magic, which was redone in dry dock here shortly. So look out for those. But for now, we're going to leave it there, and we'll just say thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.